0: Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi al-lazhin ashtafa. Amma ba'du fa'a'udhu billahi min ash-shaytani r rahman rahim Wa min ayatihi ankhanaqadakum min anfusikum azwajan li taskunu ilayha wa ja'ala baynakum wa rahmaah. إن في ذلك لآياتٍ لقومٍ يتفكرون. وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم: تنكح المرأة لأربعٍ لمالها ولحسبها ولجمالها ولدينها. فاضرب ذات الدين تربت يداك. أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. مستسعت الله brothers and elders mothers and sisters. Over the past few weeks at other venues, the topic of Nikah was being discussed. There were programs that were held in the masjids, some masjids where the men were dressed. There were separate programs held where the mothers and sisters were dressed. There were some requests that we should address the same topic in this program so inshallah that is what we will discuss the difficulty is nevertheless that in the other programs there was a separate program addressing the men the husbands a different program addressing the mothers and sisters or the wives and here we have to address everybody so this is a bit of a different situation. But nevertheless, inshallah, whatever Allah Taala puts in mind and whatever is beneficial for us, Allah make it a means of hair and good. On the one hand, this program, this little gathering that takes place, is for the purposes of our islah, our reformation, and islah and reformation is not restricted to the aspect of bringing in order or salah or zakat or fasting or hajj or other ibadat that is part of it that is a very fundamental part of it those are the pillars of islam but islah means bringing one's entire life in order and one very vital part of this life is muasharat social life Social interaction. And one very important facet or where the social interaction applies more than in most other situations is the life that a person has to lead in terms of a husband, how he interacts with his wife, how does the wife interact with the husband, how do parents interact with their children. So this spousal relationship is perhaps the place where this muasharat is most tested and where the teachings of nabi have to be applied daily some other aspects of muasharat sometimes apply maybe once in a week because we only come across those situations maybe once in a week some might be once in a month some might be even less but this is a daily thing so therefore this is very important in the hadith sharif it comes that a person will come on the day of Qiyamah. Nabi asked the Sahaba, that, You know who is a pauper, who is a poor person, a bankrupt person. So he said, we don't know who is a bankrupt person who you are referring to. What we think about a bankrupt person is a person who has no wealth, no possessions. Nabi said, no, I'm not referring to that. I'm referring to the person who will come on the day of Qiyamah. With a lot of ibadat, lot of salah, zakah, fasting, hajj. A lot of ibadat he will come with. But he will come, the crux of the rest that has been mentioned is that he wouldn't have fulfilled the requirements of muamalat, dealings with people, monetary dealings. He would have shirked in the way that he was supposed to have conducted himself, with fairness, with justice, with fulfilling the rights of people, not taking anybody's right away. And he would not have fulfilled the obligations of muasharat, social life. As a result, everybody who he had wronged in the world will take away all his good deeds. And then he will have nothing to pay back because all the good deeds are gone. Their sins will be taken and put onto his head. And then he'll be thrown into the fire of Jahannam. So this Nabi says he's a real pauper. That he came with so much and it all got exhausted and he took other people's sins and went to Jahannam. So many a times when it comes to the relationships within the four walls of the home, whether it is parents and children, whether it is brothers and sisters, and especially between husband and wife, many a times it's taken for granted that this is something we're not answerable for anything. How we conduct ourselves, what we say, to whom we say, how we say it, all these things are beyond anybody's reproach. You see, something is our business. But as many a times, this is where a person will lose out. So therefore, this is a very important thing. And what has come to mind is that, inshallah, whatever we can discuss today, we will discuss. And on future occasions also, we'll continue with the topic until Allah wills. Because all this is related to what our object is, total Islam. In any case, coming to the topic itself, that Nikah is a fundamental human need. Initially at a person's first stage of life, child is born and the child has the need for food, for nourishment, for clothing, for shelter. So all these things are provided for by the parents. Allah wa ta'ala provides it. The parents are the means. <coughs> so these are the immediate needs of a human being. And then a time comes in life when it's a normal need in a human being that he needs to be married. He needs a partner in life. And Allah wa ta'ala has created the system. So this basic need Allah ta'ala has made in a human being since it's a fundamental need Allah ta'ala has made it very simple very easy no long drawn procedures no difficulties involved, very simple, very easy because it's a fundamental basic need. And to the extent of how fundamental something is, how much it is needed and required, to that extent it is easy. We need to breathe all the time to survive. If a person doesn't get air, cannot breathe for more than a minute or two, he's already like a fish out of water. And more than that, few more minutes, and he probably won't be able to live. so because it's such an important thing such a vital thing for his survival a is free it's so free that he's not even conscious that he's breathing such a ni'mat of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala made it that easy that you don't have to go anywhere to get it you don't have to pay anybody to take it imagine if a person had to go to some filling station that my a is about to get exhausted full up and he gets there that filling station is closed or they say that the system is down allah taala made it such that the system of allah taala in terms of a is never down and a person doesn't have to go to any filling station that it's sometimes closed maybe he doesn't reach in time and as a result now his oxygen is exhausted breathing it all the time such a fundamental thing it's so easy water allah taala has made it easy yes He has to go fetch it maybe from the well. It will come down free from the skies. It will be probably in the river. But it is easy. And as things further on, a little bit more effort, food a little bit more effort, because he can survive a little longer without food. One day, maybe two days. But he has to grow it. He has to harvest it. But gold and silver, maybe his whole life, if he doesn't see it, too, doesn't matter. Life will carry on. So if he needs it, he has to dig deep down into the ground. Not easy. So Nikah is a fundamental human need. so it's very simple. in the presence of two witnesses, the nikah takes place and the nikah is done. There is no long-drawn procedure or any difficulty in it. This is how simple Allah Ta'ala has made it. So Nikah is something extremely simple, and it is in the simplicity that Allah Ta'ala has placed the barakat of Nikah. We understand Nikah to be a very Mubarak occasion. When a person gets married, people give him dua of Barkat. The dua that is masnoon, the dua that is to be recited at that time, when the Nikah is taken place. barakallahu Allahu fi kuma wa baraka alai kuma wa jama'a bainakuma bil khair. Allah ta'ala grant Barkat in every sense of the word. And as Ali and Hazrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala got married. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa gave them dua of Barkat upon Barkat. Allahumma barik lahuma wa barik fihima wa barik fi binaihima wa barik fi naslihima so it's a very mubarak occasion but this barakat will come provided that what brings barakat is adhered to and what destroys barakat is avoided if a person does not adhere to those things that bring barakat then that barakat is not going to come if he does what will destroy barakat then obviously that's going to be the end result so first today just to discuss certain things that what will bring barkat in this nikah in terms of things that happen before the nikah so the thing that will bring barkat in this nikah is that before the nikah nothing haram takes place and what will destroy the barkat of this nikah even before the nikah is that where all the haram starts even before the nikah has started one aspect is that the haram communication dating and whatever else carries on and after the proposal or there is no such thing as an engagement, it's a proposal and then the nikah this engagement has come from somewhere else so the proposal is actually a promise that this now will take place this person is now proposed marriage and that proposal has been accepted so now this is a promise from both sides that this now will take place as soon as everything is Possible to take place will take place. So, until that nikah hasn't taken place, the couple are still complete strangers to each other, and they are just as haram as anybody else to them on the street. Now, the tragic part of it is that many a times even parents encourage, or if not encourage, allow this kind of communication to carry on, even meeting to take place even in their own, under their own roof and these are things which unfortunately are becoming very common, very rife And a person is proposed so now he is allowed into their home without any, the mother will open the door and allow him in the father will open the door and allow him in and then they'll even tell him you can go to the other room these are things which first hand people relate no I went, they told me no you can go and surround in that room This is as a result of the One is Allah knows best whether it's ignorance But this much Doesn't seem like it's ignorance It sometimes could be ignorance And sometimes it's just That the aspect of haya has gone This haya which is a vital part of a human Of a mu'min Any human being for that matter And especially a mu'min When that haya is missing Then anything and everything carries on so this destroys that barakat before even the nikah has started. So therefore, one is that the person who is to be married still, he needs to protect himself from any haram, so that he safeguards the barakat. And parents need to safeguard the barakat of the marriages of their children. So this is the first aspect. Then there are many other things that take place, but obviously time is limited, so we won't go into that now. In other times, inshallah, maybe we'll discuss some of those things. Then comes the aspect of the nikah itself. The nikah, as we said, is a vital need. So Allah has made it very, very simple. The presence of two witnesses, the nikah takes place and is done. And the barakat of this nikah is in its simplicity. The Prophet says, and this, this we hear in the khutbah of that nikah, the nikah wherein the greatest barakat will be is that nikah wherein the least expenses have been incurred and unfortunately nowadays there is a race to show how much more I spend. they spend only half a mill I spent one mill they sound like some kind of fairy tales but somebody tells me that no it's not a fairy tale this too is little and the type of things then that, that are done in that nikah in that on that occasion of that nikah all the kinds of haram for one is israf and wastage but over and above that haram things that take place one person who does some kind of catering so he gets these jobs to cater for some of these functions but then he comes and relates the whole incident sometimes when we meet up and he talks about all the kinds of things he observed firsthand because he had to do the catering so he was there and what what he observed? and sometimes he says that if I didn't know who I was catering for I wouldn't even know it was I was catering for a Muslim function so all this is it going to bring the barakah in that nikah or is it going to destroy the nikah destroy the barakah of that nikah And many a times, this is just the ego that we want to satisfy. I did it like this. We want the barkat for the nikah of our children. But we want to satisfy our ego. And in order to satisfy our ego with our own money, we destroy the barkat of our children's nikahs. So we pay to destroy their barkat. This is a very, very foolish thing to do. So the nikah with simplicity. This will bring barkat in that nikah. Then, moving on in terms of nikah itself, there are many ayat of the Qur'an Sharif, many ahadith of Rasulullah Wasallam pertaining to nikah and the life of the couple, etc. The first ayat in this regard that we will discuss today is the ayat of Allah Ta'ala speaks about what a great sign of Allah Ta'ala this is. And not one sign, that in this one sign there are many, many signs of Allah Ta'ala. A sign is by which something is recognized. Allah Taala has given us signs to recognize His greatness. And among the signs, are, Allah Taala says, Ayatihi, min anfusikum From among the signs of Allah Taala is that Allah Taala has created spouses for you from among yourself. One meaning of this is that from Adam alayhi salatu Hazrat Hawa radiyallahu was created. So it is from among the same species and humankind. So Allah Ta'ala has created these spouses for you, لِتَسْكُنُوا ilayha, So that you may gain sukun, you may gain peace, tranquility, you may gain comfort. wa rahma. And Allah Ta'ala out of His grace, this is His gift, Allah Ta'ala is uh, explaining this as a sign of Allah Ta'ala. That If a person ponders in this, if he reflects upon this, this too will bring him to the ma'rifat of Allah Ta'ala. SubhanAllah, what Allah Ta'ala has created. وَجَعَلَ بَيْنَكُمْ مَوَدَّتَ وَرَحْمَةً And Allah Ta'ala has created this love and compassion between the couple. In some relationships, this is a natural thing. Where this love and compassion is natural, it's inborn. Like for example, between parents and children. That bond between parents and children is natural. And as a result, the parents' love for the child and the child's love for the parent is natural. This is something that doesn't is doesn't have to be acquired from anywhere. But in a Nikah, two strangers have come together. And two strangers have come together, yet Allah Ta'ala creates such a bond that it becomes sometimes beyond a natural bond. Now, this is Allah Ta'ala's doing. Allah Ta'ala creates this. Allah Ta'ala is saying this in the Qur'an Sharif and enumerating it as a great sign of Allah Ta'ala. That a person recognizes the qudrat of Allah Ta'ala in this. Now there are many things to learn from this. One is, what is the objective of Nikah that is being mentioned in this ayat? That Nikah, the purpose of Nikah is to bring sukun, to bring peace, comfort. And there is this need in this human being which cannot be attained, and the sukun cannot be attained except through Nikah. This human need cannot be the means of the sukun, if a person conducts himself in any other way, it can only bring that sukun via nikah. And any other way a person tries to bring this comfort and peace to his life, he is really deceiving himself. It's just a deception. It's just a fleeting thing. And he will just increase the anxiety, the restlessness, and the agony in his life. It will be like a kind of uh, situations where something just bubbles for a moment and then it's of water, it's gone then it's worse off and in nikah this will bring sukun, it will bring peace and comfort, now this sukun what does this sukoon mean? does it mean that there will be no challenges in life there will be no pain, there will be no suffering dunya is dunya dunya is a place where all these challenges will be there Every person is faced with challenges. Even the kings are faced with challenges. And sometimes they are faced with such challenges that they are wishing that somebody takes it away from them, takes that kingdom away from them and exchanges their simple life because the person with that simple life seems more peaceful. So in any case, these challenges will be there. But the couple, if they are one, if their hearts are united, that even if there's poverty, there will still be a source of comfort for one another in the poverty and their pangs, pangs of hunger will be to a point it will be lessened as a result of the sukoon that they will get from one another. There will be pain in the situation of illness. There will be difficulties as a result of illness. But if the couple are one, then that illness will be halved. That pain of that illness will also be to a great extent masked as a result of the sukun and comfort that they will get from one another's presence. And if that couple are estranged from one another, if the hearts are in different directions, then even if there is the best of food, the best of health, the greatest amount of wealth, and everything else that a person can desire, but his his life will still be a misery there will be no sukoon. If those hearts are disunited, then there will be no sukoon. So that sukoon doesn't mean that there won't be any challenges of the world. But Allah Ta'ala has created this bond in such a way that if the both parties play their part, then the sukoon will be achieved. Now what is this sukoon all about? And how does this sukoon come? Just to understand this, Nowadays, there are many new terms that people coin up and some kind of fancy terminology are used. But all these things, the foundation and basis of it is all in the Quran and Sunnah. As time goes, people then take these things and start giving it new titles. But it's all found for us right in the Quran and Sunnah. We don't have to go anywhere else to take it. There's a thing which they call emotional bank. Emotional bank now, because this is the terminology that everybody is accustomed to, investments, because investments it catches anybody's ear. maybe I can also invest something. I get a good return. and bank balances a person hears bank balance even he's not used to. it sounds interesting Maybe he feels I might maybe pick up something somewhere. Like one person, he was passing by. In India, he was passing by where these people make these mud utensils out of mud. So in India, sweetmeats, mitai, it is for some reason always made and presented in this clay clay trays. So this one person was busy making this clay tray, which would be used later by whoever the sweetmeat shops and so on, to put the mitai in there and they would sell it. So he's telling this person that he's just passer, passing along and this person is making his trays out of that clay They tell telling him make it bigger but so he's asking him what do you got to do with this you carry on on your way what difference it makes to you whether I'm making it big or small he says no no make it big so he says why must I make it big what is that going to do with you he says well actually this is a tray that you're making which will be used by the mitai shops then they'll put that mitai in there they'll sell it to somebody and maybe that person who will buy it he might decide to come and give it to me as a hadiah. So if it is a big tray, I'll get more. So now where his mind went to and where he's hoping whereas who will buy it and who will put me who will think of giving him the hadia after that? But his mind is already going to that. So in any case, these are the things that we normally these things catch our attention. So this emotional bank, this is something which is the way in which this sukoon is developed. What is this emotional bank about? If you look in the life of Rasulullah <laughs> and that is where all this will come from. The life of Nabi wasallam is the example. And many a times, a person sometimes makes excuses for himself, The husband makes excuses for himself of why he can't do certain things or why he is doing it wrong. You know, I was under a lot of pressure, too much of stress, and Sometimes a person says, no, I'm very busy. But Who could have been busier than Nabi? ﷺ, who had to run the whole Ummah? Who had the concern for the whole Ummah? And who was tasked with the responsibility of the whole Ummah? Who could be under more pressure than him? Who could have had greater responsibility than him? And who could be more important than him? Sometimes a person says, No, I was under a lot of pressure. Who could have had that amount of fear that Nabi S. was put through? He himself says, Lakad ukhiftu wa ma ahad. I was put under that amount of fear in the path of Allah wa Ta'ala that nobody had to undergo that de- degree of fear ever. And one is the fear in terms of life, people making things difficult, the fear of akhirat, the fear of what is going to happen to the ummah. And therefore in one hadith, Nabi S.A.W. says, لَوْ تَعْلَمُونَ مَا أَعْلَمْ لَضَحِكْتُمْ قَلِيلًا وَلَبَّكَيْتُمْ كَثِيرًا Had you known what I know about the Akhirat? Nabi S.A.W. saw with his own eyes what is in Jahannam. And what are the torments of Jahannam. And he was now concerned about where his ummah is going to end up. If a person, his child is going in the wrong direction, he can't sit comfortably. And Nabi S.A.W. has this entire scene in front of him. And he can see where the Ummat is going. And yet, despite all those things within, he conducted himself in the home in a manner where he still had time for his family. He had time to walk in smiling. Despite all the pressures and the, all the stresses and everything else, all the responsibilities, he walked in smilingly. He had time to laugh and joke with his families. He had time to help them in their household chores. He had time to do things to build that bond. Now this is that emotional bank where like a person like any other bank where he keeps depositing something then his balance grows. And to the extent that that balance has grown he feels secure, feels happy. Feels, well even if some little mishap takes place some money gets lost somewhere he says, well I got a healthy bank balance so... It just absorbs it. It keeps absorbing it. But supposing that bank balance comes very low or it comes to zero and now there's a small little difficulty. Now 100 Rand got lost. That's a big problem now. Because already on zero. Now he's going in the red. When a person is in the red, then he keeps seeing red. So now this becomes a problem. Every small thing becomes a problem. But if there's a healthy bank balance, a person feels comfortable and secure. So likewise, there's an emotional bank balance. And this emotional bank balance is filled with the little, little things also that the couple do for one another. The cheerful way in which the person entered his house, that is a deposit in that bank balance, in that emotional bank balance. The cheerful way in which the wife received the husband. She is depositing something in that bank balance, in that emotional bank. The little help the husband gave the wife in something, she was busy with something. He is depositing something in that balance. The wife did something out of love for the husband which he didn't even ask for to be done. All the small little day-to-day things. The little things all add up and fill that balance. Like that little box in the house, people keep putting those coins but in time they go for Hajj with those coins one person and these are the people that truly appreciate these things one person told me that his grandfather in India he was collecting for Hajj He had one little box and putting some coins in there every day every now and then whenever he could whatever he could manage to save is putting it in there and every year people are going for Hajj but there isn't enough in that box to go still but he carried on diligently carried on finally that box what was in that box was sufficient to take him for Hajj after 30 years 30 years he carried on seeing the Hadis go and come and imagine he's filling it up 10 years have gone he's still putting in that box but the Hadis are going and coming not enough 20 years have gone the Hadis have gone and come 20 years th- 25 years and now after 30 years he has saved enough Imagine when he first saw Beitullah, what must have gone through his heart? No, no, no. What kind of enthusiasm he might have said Labbeek with? And what kind of dua might have come out of his heart when his first sight and gaze fell on the Kaaba Sharif? So in any case, this is that little, little pennies also takes a person for heart someday. But now when the person does something negative, he's withdrawing out of that box, out of that bank, out of that balance he starts talking in a way which is not correct starts using some languages now he's made a major withdrawal he starts uh, behaving in a incorrect manner starts just issuing instructions all the time comes home comes without entering the house without any salam or the husband has reached the home nicely cheerfully and as soon as he walks in then the whole days negatives he start getting one side so all this now adds up, either he's going to deposit in terms of growing that balance with good things, with things that will grow that deposit, that, that balance, or you will keep withdrawing. Now when there is a healthy balance, sometimes in the process, somebody makes a mistake, we are insan, everybody makes mistakes, so now sometimes a person is not in a very good mood, so he said something out of mistakes, tongue slipped, but there is a healthy balance that emotional bank balance, there's a healthy balance therein. So despite that one slip of the tongue, it doesn't make too much of an effect. It just gets absorbed, and life carries on. After a few minutes, like nothing happened, because there's a healthy balance there. So in that healthy balance, things get absorbed. Sometimes it might be even by mistake, maybe, physically, it tramped, somebody one tramped the other's toe physically. Whatever, somehow, didn't see the person standing behind and he tramped his wife's toe. So that's now, could be excruciating pain. But it gets absorbed, it be, sometimes gets laughed off. Because there's a healthy bank balance, emotionally. But supposing there's only withdrawals taking place. And now it's come to zero. Now even just forget some major slip of the tongue. He just said something which probably had two meanings to it he meant the positive there's two meanings to it he meant the positive but definitely the negative meaning will get taken and that would itself become a major problem because the balance is now so low that forget tramping the toe even just maybe some small little thing also becomes a major problem so this emotional bank balance is very important and Nabi Sallallahu teaches us this. And from the life of the Sahaba and Sahabiyat, we learn this. That this emotional bank balance is something that needs to be developed all the time. How Nabi Sallallahu dealt with his wives. How the Azwaja Muttah dealt with Nabi Sallallahu How the Sahabiyat dealt with the Sahaba. So these are all various things in the manner in which this develops. Just to bring this forward in one example. Then how when a person deposits this good in that emotional bank, in any relationship, how in time it starts paying back also. Hazrat Mawazul Fikhar sa'ab, barakatuhum, gives one example of an incident. It might be just a story for the moral, it might be a real thing, Allah Apparently it was an incident that took place. So he says there was one daughter-in-law and mother-in-law issue somehow son-in-laws and father-in-laws just somehow get off the hook always always get loaded on the daughter-in-laws and mother-in-laws Allah knows best why but any case so there was one daughter-in-law mother-in-law issue and this mother-in-law would keep pointing out every little error and fault of the daughter-in-law and keep correcting her and she just couldn't take this and as time went on She felt that this is something I just can't live with anymore. So she went to the Hakim Sab in the area and on the pretext of some, she's ill. And then she finally, in the process, women sometimes say things where they shouldn't say it also and they give away the secrets where they shouldn't give it away. So she went and gave away all her problems there and she even said that, look, I want something that is poison and I want to feed it to my mother-in-law, so that I can get relieved from this problem that I am in. This become a musibat for me, how can I live life like this? And she started crying and so that Hakim was a very wise person. He said to her, okay, don't worry, fine, I understand that this is a very major problem for you, I will resolve it, I'll give you what you want, but listen, I can't give you something that will have an immediate effect. Because otherwise, they're going to find out that you are responsible. So I will give you something that will have an effect over time. It will take one year to take effect. It will be slow poison. But it will keep weakening her from within. Within one year thereafter, this will suddenly take effect. So nobody will suspect you of anything. He said, okay, this makes sense. she says, but then there's one more thing that, one advice I need to give you that despite this being a long-term thing, together with that, you rather now conduct yourself in a very, very good manner with your mother-in-law. Otherwise, if you conduct yourself in a negative way, and the day comes that something happens, they're going to still have some suspicion against you. But if they see that you had a very, very good way with her, then they'll say, that Can't, you got nothing to do with this. So that also made sense to her now in any case she brought that medicine and came she added it to the food but now she started becoming extra helpful whatever the mother-in-law is correcting her she's wholeheartedly accepting it because she's counting the days now not long now 364 days left only yesterday one day went away so fine I'm going to take it now but not long now soon this will be over So she's accepting it wholeheartedly and she's going out of her way to be helpful to be kind and now the days went, the weeks went, the months went and now as time is passing six months, seven months and now she's counting that there's only four, five months left but over the six, seven months suddenly she has become very attached to the mother-in-law because as she now changed her conduct in time after a few months, the mother-in-law started, this is a totally different situation. She's being so kind to me. She's being so helpful. And I'm saying anything, she's wholeheartedly accepting it. So why should I keep now being at her, behind her? So she started becoming very uh, compassionate towards her as well, treating her like her own daughter. So now this bond and attachment grew. And now she is getting worried that, what have I done? And the time is ticking, so a few months now are left, 2-3 months left, she came running back to the Hakim, that I came last time and 7-8 months ago, 10 months ago, whatever it was, and this poison you gave me, is there some antidote for it? And she started crying, I don't want to kill my mother-in-law anymore, I have become very attached to her. Now 10 months ago she was crying also, she was crying out of agony and pain. <coughs> And now, ten months later, she's also crying, but now she didn't cry immediately that Hakim then told her that, "Look, you don't worry, you don't worry. what I gave you ten months ago was nothing. it was not poison. it was just something without any, it was just some nutritional thing, it was just some tonic, and I didn't give you any poison. but what I gave you was that advice which you practiced on, and that has now brought about this muhabbat and relationship, so don't you worry, there's no poison. So now she started crying. Ten months ago she was crying also. That cry was crying of agony. Now when she heard that this wasn't poison, she started crying out of happiness. So what changed it? This was this emotional bank that was now being filled from both sides. When this emotional, they weren't withdrawals anymore now. And both way, and now they would be that ups and downs sometimes. But with that healthy balance, it was being absorbed. So those small things now just become just in passing and nobody thinks about it and is gone. End of the story. So the same thing applies between husband and wife. The same thing applies between parents and children. Between brothers and sisters. Between any relation, any, any two people. That To the extent that this emotional bank is kept healthy, the balance is kept healthy, then we are all human beings. We are all weak. We all make mistakes. We all have our ups and downs. But with that healthy balance, those ups and downs all get absorbed. And when this has always been withdrawals upon withdrawals, nothing is being done. Now, the small little help that the wife wants also, the husband is not interested. The husband wants some little thing, the wife is not interested. And a deep kind of correspondence sometimes you get, in one question that came up, so the husband is saying that just a newly married couple, barely married couple months. So the wife is saying to the husband that Ramzan is not far off. And the day I'm not fasting, I'm gonna wake you up for Seri, also you can make your own Seri. Now they married a few months only. Already she is already planning that the first Ramzan is going to come now. Please, don't expect me to wake up for seri the day I'm not fasting. And you can do your own thing and you can make your own seri. Now, this is the already... Imagine what a kind of withdrawal this is from that emotional bank. Now the person is already in a state of insecurity, like a person with a zero balance. He's worried now. Anytime this can just all blow up. So when these withdrawals are made all the time, sarcasm, sarcastic remarks... Person keeps making comments, negative comments. Person passes some positive comment that adds to that. He makes some compliments, praises maybe the cooking or the food, or the wife makes some positive comment about something whatever. All this adds to that. But unfortunately, our comp- general com- condition is sarcasm and comments that are hurtful and things that will really pain. Those are the things we will say. And positive things that bring happiness to the heart, some small little words of kindness, some sweet words. Allah's Nabi had some pet names for his wives. And he would call them by those pet names. Because this builds that or fills that emotional bank. That there is some uh, acknowledgement of my presence. I'm not just here as part of the furniture. Now all this adds up to that emotional bank. So this ayat Allah Ta'ala speaks about the objectives of nikah. mean, ayatihi min azwajal litaskunu ilayha. So this is the first part of this ayat, litaskunu ilayha That this sukoon is the objective of nikah. And this sukun will be attained when that nikah, that marriage, before the marriage, that nikah itself and the life thereafter is conducted the way Nabi Islam has thought. In the manner of the Quran and Sunnah. Only then can that sukoon come. Otherwise that sukoon can't come. So this is the first part of this ayat inshallah. On other occasions we'll continue with this discussion. Allah ta'ala give us topic, As mentioned that this is part of the fundamental branch of deen known as muasharat. At many a times when this branch of deen is not upheld, then it brings great difficulties, major problems, major turmoil in a person's life. And that turmoil starts affecting everything. It affects his ibadat, it affects his salah, his hajj, person is gone for hajj, that same turmoil is in his mind. He's fasting the whole day, that same turmoil in his mind. He's in sajda also, but that turmoil is in his mind. He's planning how he's going to be one better. What he, How he's going to respond in like. As a result, everything is affected. His whole life is affected, his ibadat is affected, his relationship with Allah is affected. So therefore it's vital that this relationship is also maintained in the way that Nabi Islam has thought so that the sukoon could be there and that sukoon could permeate every facet of our life Allah ta'ala give us tawfiq wa akhiru da'wana صلى الله سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا وشفينا وسندنا اللهم محمد بارك وسلم
1: تسليما لا اله الا الله محمد الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى اله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما
0: كثيرا كثيرا يا رب صل وسلم لنا أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جز الله عن نبينا محمد
1: صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو لا إله إلا الله la in illallah. la in illallah. la in illallah. la 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 Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu Tabarak wa Taala Alayhi wa Sallam Ho jaye mera din nik maidan hai hoon to hi to ho to
0: hi to to hi to se bilkul hi uth jaye nazar to hi to aaye nazar dekhu Jidar aur mere tan mein bajaye ab ho dard-e-dil ho dard-e-dil nafsu dono ne milkar
1: haai kiya hai maula
0: meri madad kar chahta hu مجھ سا خلق میں کوئی نہیں گو بد کردار نہ معسیہ تو بھی مگر غفار ہے یا Mere بخش دے آخر
1: محمد رسول Sallallahu Tabaraka Wa تبارك وتعالى Wa وعلى آله وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم Wa وسلم Wa كثيرا Alaihi, Wa Ba صل
0: Wa Alaihi, أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم
1: اللَّهُ اللَّهُ جَلَّ جَلَالُهُ عَمَّ نَوَالُهُ अल्ला 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 अल्लाह का कैसा प्यारा नाम है आशिकों Ra zira ghayre khuda mihram na bood Ah ra juz asma hamdam na bood
0: khuda mihram na bood Ilahi iban dar aruswamakun Garb damman sirre ban peydamakun Ilahi iban dar har badam man sirr man peedamakun har tamanna dil se rukhsat ho gayi ab to aa ja ab to khulwat ho gayi har tamanna dil se rukhsat ho gayi apni hasti
1: La ilaha illallah Muhammadun Rasulullah Sallallahu tabarak wa ta'ala alayhi wa sallam
0: Allahumma leka alhamdu kulluhu leka alshukru kulluhu Allahumma la nuhsithana an alayhik Antaka nafsik Jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Bima huwa ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين ربنا هب لنا من ازواجنا وذرياتنا قرة اعين وجعلنا للمتقين اماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الابرار ربنا واتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة انك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم ات نفوسنا تقواها we are Zakkaha li al La Ahsaniha Illa Allah, most kind and compassionate Allah, most loving Allah, shower down your mercies upon us, we acknowledging all the evils that we have done, Ya Allah. acknowledging all the sins we have committed, Allah. Ya Allah the sins of the day the sins of the night ya Allah we are acknowledging everything ya Allah Ilahul alamin ya Allah you are most merciful. ya Allah you are most forgiving ya Allah you love forgiving ya Allah Ilahul alamin ya Allah you forgive all our media and minor sins ya Allah Ilahul alamin forgive us ya Allah forgive our parents and children ya Allah Ilahul alamin forgive our brothers and sisters ya Allah forgive our relatives ya Allah Ilahul alamin forgive our family members ya Allah Ilahul alamin ya Allah forgive the entire ummah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam Ya Allah forgive the ummati ya Allah ya Allah remove the difficulties from the ummati Allah remove the oppression from the ummati ya Allah ya Allah remove the difficulties yeah. and calamities from the ummati Allah ya Allah indeed whatever is happening as a result of our misdeeds Allah Ilahul Alamin, give us a tawfiq of doing those amal that bring down your rahmati ya Allah ya Allah save us from and save the entire ummah from those amal that bring down your often azaab Allah Allahu alamin ya Allah keep us on sirat al mustaqim ya Allah Allahu alamin ya Allah grant us the tawfiq of fulfilling the muasharat of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi ya Allah grant us the akhlaq of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi ya Allah grant us the best of dunya and the best of akhirah ya Allah ya Allah save us from all evils ya Allah save us from evil character also ya Allah Ilahul alamin save us from evil speech ya Allah Ilahul alamin save us from evil in the heart ya Allah Remove all the evils from our hearts ya Allah cleanse and purify our hearts ya Allah grant us all the good qualities ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah all those who are sick give them shifa kamila ajila mustamirra daima ilahul alamin all those who are in financial difficulties remove their hardships and difficulties ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah all those who are in any kind of difficulties ya Allah you are the know of the unseen ya Allah whatever anxieties whatever worries whatever difficulties anybody has ya Allah you remove it ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah fulfill each one's pious aspirations ya Allah Ilahul alamin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, whatever pious desires each person has, Ya Allah, you are the know of each one's needs, Ya Allah, their pious aspirations, Ya Allah, out of the grave and out of your, Ya Allah, unseen treasures, fulfill it, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, all those who have passed away, fill their covers with nur, Ya Allah. Make their complete makhfirat Ya Allah. grant them jannatul jant, jant, for those without any accord, Ya Allah, without any accounting, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, at the time of all that take us with the kalim la Ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Ya Allah take us on Tobit and Nasuha, Ya Allah. Take us on Imani Kahil, Ya Allah. Take us at the time you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah save us from death in a condition of sin, Ya Allah. Ilahu alameen, Ya Allah. Make our graves gardens of Jannah for us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah grant us Jannatul for those without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Grant us the shafat of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Allah. all those who asked us to make dua for them, Ya Allah, grant them the best of dunya and akhirat, yalla. Ya Remove all their difficulties and hardships, ya Allah. ya Allah. those who have made ihsan upon us, give them the best of their best of rewards for their ihsan, Ya Allah. العالمين, grant them the best of dunya and akhirat, ya Allah. Allah, العالمين, ya Allah, all those who have Ya Allah. Any kind of need, Allah, fulfill their need out of your ghibia Allah. <laughs> Elohim Ya wil- Allah Ya Whatever is discussed Ya Allah Give us a tafik of putting it into amal and practice Ya Allah alamin Ya Allah Unite the hearts Ya Allah Unite the hearts of husbands and wives Ya Allah oh Unite the hearts of parents and children Ya Allah oh Unite the hearts of brothers and sisters Ya Allah oh Unite the hearts of families Ya Allah alamin Unite the hearts of the Ya Allah oh alamin make the ummah one Ya ah Allah Hello oh All the good that Rasulullah sallallahu иiego- alaihi wasallam begged for We are also begging for all the good Whatever Nabi sallallahu alayhi الله asks protection from, ya Allah grant us protection as well, Ya Allah. saala Muhammad الله عليه وسلم. wa Muhammad الله عليه وسلم. Allah,